Hello and welcome to ACCOC's podcast, The City Square. This show bringing together elected officials, OC residents, and stakeholders to discuss smart policy solutions to improve the quality of life for Orange County's 34 cities. I'm your host, ACCOC President and Garden Grove City Councilwoman, Stephanie Kloppenstein. And today, before we get to our episode, I have a very special guest with us, Jerry Monte. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Absolutely. So you were a former council member and mayor in the city of Tustin. I was. How many years were you elected official there? From 2004 to 2012, so eight years on council. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm coming into my last year on the city council in Garden Grove as well. It's always a, a really special time to be able to serve yeah, the city we love, isn't it? It really is. It's a great privilege to serve your fellow citizens. Always fun. Most definitely. Uh, and you were also a founding member of the ACCOC. I was a founding member along with several others who started the ACCOC back when it was an infant. And now look at its flourished and it's become what it is today. It really has. Absolutely. And so tell me a little bit about how the City Square came to be because you were the original host. In 2012, I was coming out of office. We were trying to figure out new ways to advance public policy and to send the message to allow our elected officials and stakeholders in Orange County talk about what made us a unique place and why we were doing special things. And the city square came an idea that you know came out of a conversation a bunch of us had said where would we gather in the old days to be able to exchange stories about public policy we go to the city square somebody said why don't we podcast it and here we are that's really great what did the podcast look like at that time was oh, it, it was, as, it was a as lot professional different. as this no it was not not <laughs> it was much more primitive than this okay. we, we recorded in the studio we had oc talk radio as a base so we could go into the studio but it was all live it was uh, unscripted. We brought in people and talked to them about what they were doing in their city, what they would share about what they thought was exciting about what was going on in Orange County. And it had a lot of fun little features in it. We had a little segment called, Is It a Law? Where I would ask the host, to, you know, ask his host the questions to our elected officials or our guests, and they would have to guess whether or not it was or wasn't a law. There was only one city council member, Mike Posey from Huntington Beach, oh, I know, Mike. whoever got them all right. He, he holds the record. It doesn't surprise five me. Five out of five. And the last question was a tough one for him. But, in Arcadia, is it legal for you to give the right of way to a flamingo? Or do you have the right of way? Are you and serious? So <laughs> I asked him, is it a law? And he answered it correctly. It is a law, still on the books in Arcadia. Flamingos have the right of way. So we had fun little segments like that. We even had some of our fellow council member, Dave Harrington, who was on Lisa Villa Council, mm -hmm. would be our roving reporter. Wherever he was in Orange County, he'd phone in. We'd put him through the soundboard in the studio. And he would talk to us about what the weather was like, where he was, and what he was doing that day. So it was a much different show, not nearly as professionally produced as this. Well, I hope we have an opportunity, though, to add in some of that as well. It's yeah, nice to be fun. able to see people, yeah, just who they are in real life, right? Yeah. Everyday life and see their personalities. The good thing about the show was it was the first time anyone in Orange County had really focused on highlighting public policy and allowing the people who were doing the good work around the county to actually come and talk about what they were doing. So it was great because it was a serious place to talk about serious policy, but have fun as well. That's wonderful. It's such a great podcast. I'm really excited to have an opportunity to sort of relaunch the city square. And uh, I'll be probably asking you for some some pointers and some tips along the way. Yeah, I don't think you'll need any of those. <laughs> you'll do just fine. And I'm delighted that ACCOC is back to putting the city square back on the air again. It's really a wonderful opportunity to highlight what the, what the association does and what its members are doing, which is really important to the people of Orange County. Absolutely. We're doing some great things here at ACCOC. Absolutely. Thank you so very much, Jerry, for Thanks being for here me. and being here on the very first uh, City Square this time around. And it's a special invitation. I can't tell you how much fun I had this morning when the City Square popped up on my calendar again. Oh, that's so. wonderful. Thanks again very much. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. We're going to have our special guests here at the City Square. <music> 
On behalf of ACCOC and the City Square podcast, we'd like to take this moment to thank our partners at National Corps for their support. Your commitment to affordable housing and community development has been a driving force in creating positive change in Orange County. We're grateful for the impactful collaboration and look forward to continuing to make a difference together. If you'd like to learn more about how you can support our show, find us at accoc.org forward slash the city square to learn more today. Hi, and welcome back to the city square. I'm your host, Stephanie Klopfenstein. Joining me now is Sue Parks, president and CEO of Orange County's United Way. Elizabeth Andrade, Executive Director for 2110C, and my esteemed colleague, ACCOC Executive Director, Chris Murray. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so awesome. much. Great it's to fantastic to have you here as we relaunch the City Square for ACCOC. Um, I know that, Sue, you were in Garden Grove with me last year. Um, you have an initiative, Walk the Parks, as it were, and Garden Grove was fortunate enough to have you and, and quite a great team walk our downtown area in Garden Grove. And I think it's just such a fabulous way to build community and also build upon the core values of the United Way. So it's always fun to be with you and to enjoy those walks. Thank you for that. Oh, well, we were so thrilled that you joined us, Stephanie. So thank you. And I just love walking these cities, but Garden Grove is always special to be in. So thank you for making it bias. such a warm, <laughs> yes, yeah, so a warm welcome to thank all you. of us. Thank you so much. Well, I also recently saw that the United Way is approaching its 100th anniversary. That is an incredible milestone. Yes, it is. And I keep reminding people, I'm not turning 100. The organization <laughs> is turning 100. You most 100. definitely are not. So, yes, we're very excited about it. Um, it started in 1924 in Santa Ana, and it's grown to be what it is after all these years and 100 years of impact and many more to come. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And I, I also noticed that you recently acquired 2110C. That's why we have Elizabeth here today as well to be able to share just all of the robust help and information and referral servicing that you do uh, for residents and families and, and people here in Orange County. So I'm really excited today to be able to highlight that and showcase this partnership and what you bring to Orange County. Yeah, well, we're really appreciative of the opportunity to share more about 2110C because it is such an amazing service. And as Orange County United Way, we've um, always been supportive of 2110C. Many people don't know that 94% of the country is covered by 211. Wow. And so that, and they're all separate nonprofits in their local community or they're part of other nonprofits. And over 50% of those are led by their local United Way. And so we've really been watching the, the progression and we're so excited about some of the things that the 2110C was doing to make sure mm -hmm. connections really happen mm -hmm. for people in need. Yes. And as we started talking to their leadership, we got our board involved. We thought this is a really wonderful opportunity for us to build on the great work that 2110C has done, but take it to a, another level in terms of how we can support the nonprofit community, how we can um, support more people who are looking for services, and what we can do in terms of more robust technology and increasing our network. So we are thrilled. But my biggest accomplishment of this is to hire the person on next to me, who is our executive director of 211OC, Elizabeth Andrade, and that she's just going to take it to a whole new level. So thank you, Liz, for joining us. Very kind. Very kind. And it's, it's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to share with you about the progress and the evolution of 211 mm -hmm. Orange County. I've been in the nonprofit space for the last 15 years and have worked with 211. I've relied on the services of 211 Orange County as a case manager, connecting people in need to vital resources. And to, so to be in this role at this time, under the leadership of Orange County United Way and under 
SUE's direction is quite the opportunity. That's amazing. You, you talk about the resources and how you're directly connecting and helping uh, people here in the county. Can you give an example or just share what some of those resources are? Of course. So imagine that you um, are not unable to pay your rent. Um, and you may mention it to a friend, you may mention it to a family member, you may reach out to your elected official and let them know. And so what we have here in Orange County and what we've had for the last 20 years has been the ability to dial 211. And when someone dials 211, what they can expect is a live person on the other end. Mm -hmm. And that person is trained and equipped with the resources available in the county that best meets their needs. So think about matching the resource to the person's need and making that connection. And so in that, um, the goal is to have that person access the resources that, that they need. Um, and 50%, over 50% actually now of, of our calls that we're receiving, over 10,000 calls a month wow, of Orange County residents are related to, to housing as one example. Okay. Um, and so other resources that are available are what you, you can imagine, um, rental assistance, utility assistance, legal support, um, employment opportunities, childcare opportunities, subsidized care for the little ones um, as well. So just an array of services. We have over a thousand agencies, community-based organizations that are part of our network that have said, yes, please, two and one list our services on your directory, as well as, uh, and that makes up over 2,000 programs of aid in the community. That is an incredible impact. And obviously you're a lifeline to so many. So I can definitely see why this partnership is so important and, so, and how you're helping so many people. Um, talk a little bit about the homeless community and how perhaps 211 has, has helped in that regard as well. Yes, uh, the, the partnership that we hold with the folks who are providing the care to those who are unhoused is pivotal in our success. We serve as the virtual front door for our Orange County um, continuum of care. Mm -hmm. And so when someone finds themselves without housing, if they're a family or a veteran specifically to 211, they can call and we will connect them to the appropriate resource and expect that they get picked up and they get cared for and supported in the appropriate way. But the needs around housing are, yes, everyone needs housing, mm -hmm. and then the support services so that they can remain housed. And so we see ourselves as the aid walking alongside not only the person in need of care, but also the nonprofit community who's providing the variety of care options to ensure that that person has a whole person approach. And so when someone is in need of housing, we want to immediately connect them to housing and support, and then also come alongside and think about what other resources do they need? Are they employed? Are they underemployed? Can we connect them to employment services? Um, what other, a food, food pantry do they need to support with their food needs? And so looking at ways to ensure that their costs are reduced and their income is increases, increasing so that they can maintain that housing opportunity. So you're helping them at multi-different levels. It's not just a phone call and, and, oh, here's some services. You're taking it in a complete wraparound approach. That's exactly right. And I, and I will share some of that evolution that 211 is facing right now is tremendous with the opportunity that technology brings us. And uh, for the last year, we've been piloting what we call Get Help OC. And Get Help OC is a technology that allows us, a technology platform that allows us to best connect people to the resources that they need. And so it provides for care coordination. Yeah. And so if I'm a service provider at, at Organization A and Sue is a service provider at Organization B, through this technology platform, through Get Help OC, we're able to connect that person in need from one organization to the other and avoid that person needing to go knock on multiple doors, tell their story over and over again, fill out 
a variety of intake forms, we're streamlining that process, not only for the end user, for that client, that person in need, but also for the community-based organizations. That, that's amazing synergy to be able to connect all that together. I mean, if you're already battling uh, issues and, and trying to figure out what you're going to be doing, to be able to have somebody sort of hold your hand and say, I'm here with you and I'm going to walk you through this every step of the way, that's crucial to, I think, them finding that success and, and building their life back if they need to. Yeah, the majority of people, Colin, have three to four different needs. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, again, I see before they're having to repeat over and over, causing more stress and more anxiety. So the, most people say yes, give permission that, to share their information. So it really is a tremendous service. And we're excited to build on what's been built, bring more service providers into the network and have more of these connections being made. And if they don't get made, like for somebody says, no, we, we just can't serve somebody else today, 211's team, this amazing team, will know that that didn't happen and can move them on to somebody else who can help. So again, it's a really comprehensive effort. And, I'm so excited for us. That's great, and it's, it's definitely needed. Um, I know as a council person, I, I see that need every day. We see the, the desire for mental health assistance, and so to have something like this that's, as I said, reaching the, the whole person and really connecting them to everything that they might need to help them get back on their feet and, and build a, success, a successful life here in Orange County is extremely important. Do you happen to have a story or an example of a particular person or maybe a story you've heard through your time working with 2-in-1-OC that you could share with us. I always just love to hear kind of those success stories, you know, mm -hmm. somebody that, that called and, and maybe walk us through what that process looked like for them. Yeah, of course. And so I'll, I'll make the distinction. Um, 2 has been an organization. 2 mm -hmm. is also a three-digit dialing code. Yes. Um, but you can access the 2 portfolio, Get Help OC, through calling, so mm -hmm. dialing 2 through texting 898211 or by self-navigating through our website. So we want to make it as easy as possible for people to access. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that's how you can get connected. We also offer the over-the-phone support with our care coordinators, but we have two who are placed in family resource centers. Mm -hmm. So integrating the, the tools and the technologies into a place where people go and approach for services. And so we had recently a report back from a family who had approached one of the family resource centers, had gone in and had been um, served by one of our, our care coordinators, our 211 care coordinators. And um, through that initial interaction was connected with food services, needed food for that day. So the need was urgent and immediate. Um, was connected to a food pantry in their area was also provided the information for what we call access points within the housing world. Um, so their nearest access point and um, they needed emergency shelter. So in that one day, in that one interaction, that person was able to meet their immediate needs for that day by provi being provided with that information and then came back um, six months later to the Family Resource Center and was able to report back that they received the access to shelter, we're moving into permanent housing, we're stabilizing the children, we're in, in, in childcare. And so again, that ability to provide the information in a way where the person can take action to meeting their needs is critical to the success. And so that's one story. And again, we get over 10,000 calls a month. And wow, through so this, it's, it, the volume is tremendous. And it that's just a need. call. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's intense. Um, do you ever have a minor or, I mean, do you help children or what is that, what does that look like? You mentioned families and so forth and 
we know obviously there's a need for, for, for children as well. Do you ever have a high school age person call? Do you offer any suicide prevention and, and things of that nature as well? We are closely partnered with the county to ensure that if there is any immediate need, so 211 is a non-emergency line. Right. So if there is an emergency that okay. comes up, we directly connect to the appropriate line. I see. And so ensuring that the person gets the care that they need mm -hmm. in a matter that best suits them. Uh, there is a feature on our website where folks are able to self-navigate. So if someone, um, and I'm thinking about the younger generation, yeah, you mentioned right. the teenager, may not be so inclined to, to pick up the phone mm -hmm. and call, they can go on the website and self-navigate themselves and be provided with that same information that they would if they were to call in. Um, and just as, as a reference, over uh, or nearly half a million people use our services a year in Orange County. And so that's, I think, where some of those different types of populations or different age groups, their needs are also met. Um, I, I'll also mention that 211 is a resource for those providing resources to the community. Okay. So you may have a social worker who's working with, with a child or maybe foster care or um, uh, along those lines who may call 211 and obtain additional resources and referrals to connect that person to. And I'd also just mm -hmm. like to add that anybody listening, like if they see somebody that they know needs help, again, if it's an emergency, call 911. Yes. But if somebody, um, you know, sometimes somebody sees somebody at a street corner, they don't know if that person's getting help, um, they can call 211 and give that information. So, you know, it's hard to know in all of the numbers, all of the websites and all that, if everybody out there listening just remembered, call 211. Mm -hmm. It would help make sure that it's simple for people to know they can provide information on somebody who might be needing help or they could call for help themselves. And I'll say in times of emergency, so we've seen this in Maui during the, you know, the fires and the floods mm -hmm. and everything that goes on in different parts of the uh, state or county or world, but also I just say in the fires up in Northern California, the 2-on-1 was really the backbone for those communities of where people needed to get help to rebuild their lives. So. There's a, there might be a point that any of us should remember the number 211, and I just want more people to be aware of it. That's amazing. So if in need of like a natural disaster or something of that like, that number can be utilized as well for additional help to maybe connect with specific resources. That's exactly right. We activate in times of disaster. So we are a part of the county's infrastructure um, in planning for natural disasters to occur. It's incredible. So mm -hmm. you can call, you can text, and you can also use your website as a means to connect with you and get those available resources. Yes. That's fantastic. Did you see the numbers fluctuate um, over over COVID and coming out of COVID and now uh, have, have has the numbers increased, decreased? Are you seeing an uptick? Where, where mm -hmm. are we at at this time with that? We saw a tremendous uptick during, the, during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and that was for a variety of reasons. I mean, the, the need was high. People needed to connect to resources. Uh, and there was more resource to provide mm -hmm. um, during that time through 211. It was utilized to ensure that people who needed rental assistance were connected. And so strong partnership again with the county, with the cities to deploy the resources out to the community members as quickly as possible. So we hit a peak there. I'd say that we closed out 2023 with a steadfast number, um, or uh, I'm sorry, we, we closed out 2023 with a steadfast number we saw a 4% increase from 2022 to 2023. And so that's an indicator that the need is still continuing. We have not seen a tremendous dip 
in the request for services or the service need. Those are very robust numbers. What, what do you see the future of 2-on-1 being in this partnership as it continues to grow as you approach your 100-year anniversary with, with the United Way? I see us building out this network of service providers, getting more people. What I love about how this was built in the beginning, it was done by listening and how do we take it to the next step. So if initially it was just referrals, and now it's also making sure those connections are really made. So to make as many of those connections possible, I think is so exciting. And I also look forward to being able to share more, maybe in a future podcast, yes. more data about what's going on, because I think we'll have data that we could do more predictive analytics together. Where are their needs and how can we act? How can we work more closely with the cities on what we're seeing in their specific area? And data will provide us that opportunity to do that. So it's, I think it's a really robust future for Orange County residents. Um, and so we're so excited to be able to share more today. Sue, Elizabeth, thank you both so much for being here. You're welcome on the City Square anytime. Thank you for sharing this such important information and all the hard work that you're doing in the county for the residents, uh, families and individuals. Thank you both again so much for being here. And now we are going to turn things over to our Executive Director, Chris Murray, who's going to share with us all that's happening within ACCOC and our Policy Pulse. Well, I'm so excited uh, for this podcast and for our special guests that have joined us today for our inaugural relaunch of so uh, City Square. Yeah, um, there's so many good things happening in Orange County, and this is about helping get that word out, right? And really making sure not only our residents know, but our regional and our state and our federal officials and all folks that uh, represent Orange County are aware of the good work that's happening uh, in partnership with our cities and that's all that ACCOC is focused on really. Um, we had many exciting changes last year that are leading into the growth that we're experiencing this year. Uh, we launched uh, our new communications program. The podcast is the latest iteration of that. Uh, but we have a dynamic social media campaign and I hope all of our cities and, and stakeholders are logging into our, our channels on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and uh, Twitter or X uh, as it is now called. Uh, we are also building out our resource-based uh, website with member portal uh, to make sure that um, there is a one-stop shop for policy issues, contact information, uh, the latest happenings on what's happening with our cities and best practices, as well as all of our affiliate members um, and stakeholders like the United Way uh, and all of our affiliate members and businesses as well and our universities who are engaged in Orange County. Uh, we are very focused this year on Sacramento. There is a significant, uh, in fact, the largest in the monetary value budget deficit for the state uh, in our history of $68 billion. And we'll know uh, yeah. in the next few days uh, if that's going to climb, but we are going to, you know, keeping OC in local government is what we're focused on. So Absolutely. we have to protect our local revenue, yes. but also keep be very mindful of any additional unfunded mandates could come down to cities uh, during this time. So we're going to be very active in working with our cities and having our collective voice in Orange County uh, up in Sacramento, making sure that our delegation and our administration in, in California are aware uh, of all the good work we're doing and really try to partner versus just shift uh, resources to the local level uh, in this coming year. There's also a lot that we're doing to expand our resources for cities this year. Mm -hmm. So in addition to our policy committees that are very active uh, with cities now, our standing policy committees being uh, le our legislative committee, legislative and regulatory committee, our 
Environment, Energy and Water Committee, Housing and our Homelessness Committee. This year we're bringing back, as you well know, yes. our uh, Economic Development and Tourism, which are critical to creating jobs locally and also um, transportation and infrastructure. Very important. And in all of those areas, there's significant additional funding uh, at the federal level, which mm -hmm. we're going to help from a resource standpoint, tap our cities into and make sure we're bringing as great a share of that as we can. We send an awful lot per capita to both capitals for funding our government and its services. We need to make sure we're bringing as many of those resources back to help our cities deliver those services. So we're super excited about that. Um, I hope everyone will stay engaged and join us for our annual trips, our advocacy programs in Sacramento and in Washington, D.C. this year. Those are fantastic. It's such a great exactly. way to bond and just network and obviously have that interaction with our elected officials. And we do work y'all pretty hard, right? There's yeah. like 12 yes. hour days of meeting with, yes. with legislators and members of the administration as well as our agencies in both of yeah. those capitals. Uh, but it is about making sure our voice in Orange County is heard and resonates. That's what it's all about, mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And then we are also uh, very focused on expanding our infrastructure tours. Uh, mm -hmm. This month alone, where those have been very successful. By the we way, we have so many yes. folks turning out for those. So our songs tour to go see firsthand the decommissioning process that's happening uh, that Southern California Edison is spearheading. Um, we are also having a, a dinner this month. Uh, we're going to expand our policy dinners, but this month it is uh, governing in the era of artificial intelligence which is also a big topic in Sacramento this yes. year, both from a privacy and security standpoint, but also how do we engage those um, benefits and, and enhancements to the economy through AI. It's not AI. going away. We've got to wrap our head around it's, it one it's way or the other, stay, right? Yep, so we, we're going to be engaged. Uh, so we're expanding all of those resources. Um, I just can't thank the board enough for how active your leadership is. Um, our, we couldn't do what we do without this incredible board of elected officials a great team. who yeah. go above and beyond um, their council duties and their own personal and work uh, responsibilities to give back to an organization that is there to solely focus on making sure that the residents and those who live and work in Orange County have um, the, the resources they need to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful organization. You have yeah. done an incredible job. You. you hit the ground running and I don't think you've stopped since. I don't <laughs> even know if you've had a chance to take a deep breath since you yeah. since you joined, but it really shows in just our membership and yeah. bringing new cities uh, in and just all the work that you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's quite exciting. Yeah, we've got a lot on the horizon and I hope folks will stay engaged. This podcast is just a part of that. We're also going to be focused just for everyone's benefit on new programming uh, for city staff and our elected officials for per, uh, um, professional development. And we're going to really expand into helping uh, in bring back as much of that grant funding at the regional, state, and federal levels we can for our cities and helping especially our smaller cities who don't have government affairs staff access and be aware of timelines and what the process is to, uh, to be able to capture some of that funding for their cities. It's crucial. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so helpful for so many. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Chris, so much for that wonderful Policy Pulse update. And I want to thank Sue and Elizabeth again for being here today and sharing all the amazing work that you're doing. And please, just for our listeners, if you can, uh, let everyone know how they can get in touch with and, and help with the United Way and also if they need help through 211OC. Great. Well, again, this is our 100th anniversary. There are many ways to get involved or learn more about our work. UnitedWayOC.org is the best way to connect. Liz. And if you or anyone that you know needs assistance, you can pick up the phone and call 211, just a three-digit dialing code. You can text 898-211, or you can visit our website at 211oc.org. 
Thank you so much. We also want to make sure that we thank our sponsor, National Core, today. And don't forget, if you want to support this podcast to become a sponsor, you can visit our podcast page to check out all of our sponsor and speaking opportunities. And if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast by visiting our website at accoc.org forward slash the city square. I'm Stephanie Klopfenstein. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks. Thank you.